Is it the coach that turns into a pumpkin or the pumpkin that turns into a coach? I was just trying to think of that before doing this intro, and I don't have it straight in my head. Whichever the case, Evan Rodriguez's coach slash pumpkin needs to turn back into a pumpkin slash coach. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every morning. Every weekday morning, if you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. The Penguins, are, of course, are in their NHL All-Star break. They'll be back in action technically Monday in Boston for a practice at the Bruins Warrior Ice Arena. I'll be up there to cover that. And, of course, the game the following night at TD Garden. Looking forward to seeing a lot of different things about this team, but especially how they'll respond to having had what I think everybody would agree would have been a welcome break. And there's no one on this roster who could benefit from that break, maybe not even injured guys, the way... Evan Rodriguez should. I'm not prepared to give up on the player I described in a column earlier this season as engine number nine. There's way too much that we saw while he put together those 15 goals over 37 games for that to be a fluke. I cite this line a lot even though it comes from another sport. Clint Hurdle, the former manager of the Pirates, used to say whenever he'd watch a younger baseball player have a really, really good stretch where he did a lot of different things, not just run into the ball, he would say, it's in there. If it's in there, it's in there. You can't manufacture it. You can't recreate it. And you also can't assume that it was a work of fiction if you watched it play out in front of your eyes. If you go back over those goals, those 15 goals that Rodriguez scored, put them all on one reel, which, by the way, is something I'm hoping that Andy Saucier and the rest of the video crew did for Rodriguez heading into this break. I would have put together just endless loops of all of his goals and other terrific plays that he made as well because he wasn't just scoring goals. He was setting up other guys. He was playing tremendous defense. He was skating through center ice with a purpose that no one else on the roster, not even the superstars, could match. That was legit. Those shots that he was making, pinging to the corner, those one-timers that he was taking from above the left circle reminded of you-know-who. And those cuts to the middle of the ice, you know which ones I'm talking about. When he'd come down the left side and just kind of flip it to himself. For those of you who go way back in Penguins history, a little bit of a Mike Bullard flair there to his game. A little toe drag. Work your way to the middle of the rink. And he did that again and again and again. 
And those goals weren't cheapies. They weren't excuse me's. They weren't, uh, you know, hit off three bodies and went in. They were real. So was what he did. But something, one thing changed, and I think I figured out what it is. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Evan Rodriguez has now gone 13 games without a goal. 13 games. Dude was absolutely ablaze for three months, and he's gone 13 games without a goal. The statistic that jumps out in my looking over this more than any other is the one that you might expect, and that's shots on goal. In those 13 games, he's put only 30 pucks on net. That's an average of 2.31 per game. And that was okay for old Evan Rodriguez. But if you go back to his previous 13 games, meaning the 13 games before this slump, he registered 57 shots on goal, almost double. Almost double. 57 versus 30. A 4.3 average per game. Now, the logical thing to pipe up with at this point is, well, I mean, Evgeny Malkin came back, the Stars are back, he's not getting on the first power play anymore, and all of those are legit. Except that Mike Sullivan, as promised, and you'll remember I was asking Sullivan about this even back when Rodriguez was still hot. Are you going to find a way to keep utilizing him? Are you going to find a way to make sure that he doesn't get buried or feel buried or feel less important to the process. And Sullivan said yes enthusiastically, emphatically, and he followed through as much as is reasonable. Rodriguez has been in the top six in some form, skating alongside Malkin. He's gotten time on the second power play unit. He's gotten opportunities on that second unit. Just hasn't finished them. Just hasn't finished them. And when I watch him, when I isolate on him in covering these games, what I'm seeing right now is a player who is at the opposite of what he himself had said before had been his greatest strength, and that was being confident. Whenever anybody covering this team would ask Rodriguez, how is this happening? How is this happening? Meaning the good stuff. He'd always come right back with confidence and opportunity. Confidence and opportunity. Well, opportunity is a little more limited, and everyone knew that it would be. But the confidence part, I'm seeing him bypass shots that he shouldn't be bypassing. I'm seeing him, and this happened the other night in the Washington game, where he did one of those cuts across the 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 center of the, the Washington zone that I was just describing. He did one of those and did it pretty well and put himself into a shooting position 
and then didn't shoot. Then he just kept skating and then kind of went around behind Ilya Samsonov's net, and the play ended up evaporating. The Rodriguez from three weeks ago just cuts and fires, and then he considers the consequences afterward. That's what this player needs to get back to doing. He needs to start gunning. He's not a naturally selfish player, so it's not going to come easily. He needs to gun. He needs to get the puck on net and get that feeling back of the puck going in. Also, the feeling of being important to your team. He is. He is. So much of what this team's achieved to date has been on his rather slender shoulders. and He needs to understand that and continue to be put in positions to get that back. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. That's brought to you always on this program by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. And right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners of this show a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash DK. FuboTV.com slash DK. And today's J1Q comes from Gene Padden, who says, DK, Kasperi Kapanen and Jason Zucker are unreliable at best. Does this turbulent second line play into Geno's contract discussions? Don't the Penguins owe Geno something better if he's going to extend for a few more years? Maybe solidify Jeff Carter and Radim Zahorna with him. You're going to see Zucker back with Gino, whenever he comes back, I happen to be with you on the Carter thing. And I have been for a while, including back before Gino had returned to the lineup. One of the things that I'd suggested, and it was right here on this show, was that Carter would be your second line right winger. There's a lot to like about that situation. You're adding size. You're not forfeiting speed really at all. Uh, Kapanen's the fastest player on the roster, but Carter can move. And Carter gives you that straight-ahead guy who shoots the puck. And Gino has always done well with that. From there, what you need is a lefty who's going to be more of a defensive conscience and a retrieval guy. I don't see that in Zahorna. I get what you're going for there. You want to see a young guy come in. We all love the young guys and everything and put him in a prominent role and hope that he stars. Zahorna is going to make his way in the NHL by responsibly centering a line. He's a center. Everything about his body language, his mechanics, his trail that he leaves on the ice is that of a center, even when he's not playing center. And I think the coaches 
will realize that. But Gino and Carter, they've already spent some time together on the ice, and it has not gone badly, as you would expect. Um, I'm always referring back to the early portion of Gino's career when Ruslan Fedotenko was on his wing. Dan Bilesma used to say that the Penguins were playing Ruslan Fedotenko hockey. He wanted the rest of the team to follow Ruslan's lead, and, and that's because he was a straight-ahead, up-and-down-the-wing, no-nonsense player. And those guys have always done well with Gino because they're gaining the zone in a straight line with speed. They're backing off the defense, and Gino's coming in as a late arrival where he wants to, when he wants to. And from there, he can survey the whole scene and make something happen. One of about a billion reasons that the Gino and Kapanen thing doesn't work is that Kapanen will fly through the neutral zone, gain the blue line, do everything that you want, and then just pirouette right inside the blue line like a right-handed Gretzky. And you're going, what are you doing? And then he'll fall down and, ah, the coach is going to keep trying it. I don't blame him for that. This is the time of season when you do that. But I'm still envisioning the Penguins moving this player, probably to Vancouver. And oh, by the way, there's another potential big benefit by having Carter be Gino's right-hand man on the second line. And that's that Evan Rodriguez would return to center. Now, you don't have to take my word for it that Rodriguez was way more comfortable and way more effective when he was skating through the middle of the ice, the vertical middle. You can take it directly from Sullivan in an answer that he gave me a handful of weeks ago, again, when things were going really well for Rodriguez, and he pointed out, without my bringing it up, that this is a player who belongs at center ice. And that's impressed the coaches maybe more than any other aspect of his game, including the finishing at the time. Well, how about getting back to that, too? Not to reprise the whole first segment but they need that guy and they need him beginning next week in boston i appreciate the question i appreciate everyone listening to daily shot of penguins and we will do another one monday from boston